Hello, everyone. Tom here, bringing you another episode of the Noise Brigade with Bobby. You. This time, we have another special guest. Someone that uh, I actually did a couple episodes with whenever you were on the shelf with whatever ailment you had. Um, Gun herpesyphilitis? I think that's what it was. Yeah. So, uh, special guest is uh, my wife, Danielle. Danielle, you want to say hi? Hello. Hi. So, so we, uh, Bob, we, you and I had a lot of fun doing our Sega episode and then doing uh, those those retro gaming episodes with Richie. Um, that this this will kind of spark this one for me was uh, simulation games, and I know you're you're not in you know uh, kind of a self-professed not much big into simulation games, but I think this kind of opens up like a a different kind of question um, into you know what exactly is a simulation game? Because I think a lot of people when we start talking about some of these games are going to immediately pin on like SimCity and those sorts of things. But my honest opinion, I just really think this is a much larger genre than is generally perceived. And um, I, I just think that there's, you know, can be simulation layers to many games and, and you know, including sports games that would generally just be considered a sports game. So uh, I thought this would be cool to kind of dig out some ones that, we, you know, we may have touched on before and talked about. But then I wanted Danielle on this because, you know, we've uh, she's had a long storied history with probably the world's most famous simulation game. Is that right? Well, yeah, and different other simulation games as well. So I figured, you know, just right off the bat, we can all kind of do a round robin here. Uh, Bobby, what was the first simulation game that you can recall seeing, playing, something kind of piqued your interest even, maybe if it was years later? What was the first one that really sticks in your mind that you played or just grew an appreciation of? So I would say it would probably be Civilization for uh, MS-DOS. And I remember, you know, we, we talked about this with Rich, but because I borrowed the discs from him to copy to my computer. And uh, I played Civilization on the, you know, on PC. I played Civilization on the SNES, which you could actually use the mouse from Mario Paint to play that on the Super NES. Oh, no kidding. Huh. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, I played, um, played all of the iterations pretty much of civilization, you know, civilization one, civilization two, I skipped most of the numbered ones after that. And I got it back into it in civilization revolution. Um, played that on the Xbox, on the PS3, on my phone, on the DS. Um, and then I, I have civilization six for the switch, but I just haven't dug into it yet. So Danielle and I have a really funny story revolving around Civilization Two. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. this is this is when we lived with Nick, and well, we actually, we 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 got Civilization from my stepfather. He was really big into it, and he got addicted to it. So I was like, "Hey, I'm into simulation games. Let me try that," and I got hooked. And then Tom got hooked, and then Nick got hooked. And yeah, go yeah, and this is where the story takes a really strange left turn. So this is the funniest thing. So Daniel and I, you know, really early together in our time in college, decided to take a weekend trip. Um, so we were gone for just an overnighter. Uh, we actually went to uh, Graceland because that's what all Southerners do. <laughs> and. Uh, 
Well, so we were gone for a total of 24 hours. And when we left, Nick was playing Civ 2 on our in our living room. We had a computer in the living room at the time. When we returned, he was in the same exact position. <laughs> he was and wearing we, the same clothes. And we, yeah. we, we asked him, have you moved? And he said, yes, wants to use the bathroom. <laughs> it was almost like, uh, I guess it's time to get off now. You know, I can totally see that, though, because there were times when I would be playing that game and I would get so wrapped up in it that I would not, you know, I the time would pass and I wouldn't realize what time it was. Yeah, oh, totally. It was a lot like Oblivion for me. Like when I got Oblivion on a 360, I could play that for like a day, literally 24 hours, and not realize, oh crap, I've been sitting here for a day. Yes, yeah, 100%. And I, that that game was a real time. And not, I don't mean to say this in a bad way, but that game was a time suck. Um, but it it was, yeah, it was addictive as all get out. So um, one, it's funny, kind of switching gears, and I thought about this. One of my first earliest memories of seeing a simulation game that I really liked and I really wanted was um, a buddy of mine that I grew up with um, had an Apple II, and he was playing a game called Micro League Baseball. And it was an early 80s um, baseball simulation game. And it was just, it really, you know, it was intriguing to me because, you know, at the, at the time, it's not like the, the video games were like super in graphics or anything. But the better ones were obviously more arcade style. And uh, the, I saw this and it was a completely different spin on it, you know, with uh, the statistics and these different things. And it was like, what is this? This is really cool. And even at a young age, I just grew really, you know, it was just fascinating to me. Um, but uh, moving on here, though, and I know a couple of these, we kind of try to keep as chronological as we can, but we'll probably jump around. This is what we usually do. Um, one of the ones that came to mind too was a uh, railroad tycoon, which was funny enough, uh, another Sid Meier game. That was, you know, obviously he's the, the godfather of the Civ world. Um, did either of you play that game? No, no. not that I recall. call. Yeah, no, I, I wasn't, uh, wasn't in on that one. Yeah. I mean, and it basically think about, you know, all the later games that would come out that had, you know, insert name here, tycoon, this would be the, the, the predecessor to all that, you know, you were just basically, you know, you were, you know, business mogul trying to run a railroad empire. Um, but I just remember playing that. I can't remember if it was like an MS-DOS or Amiga, but it was really early on. So it was a, it was a fun one. Uh, in that same genre time frame, though, um, SimCity. Uh, do you, what was the first time either of you recall playing that one? That was pretty far into my my gaming experience when I was um, introduced to SimCity. Yeah, that was another one that, you know, I, I played that one. I remember playing it when I was younger. Um, but the, my first actual recollection of that game is in Nintendo Power when they featured it because it was coming out for the Super Nintendo. And that's all of my um, interactions with the original SimCity were on the Super NES, and again, that was another game that you could use the mouse with. So there were, you know, there were like a handful of games, and I happened to have two of them. Um, and you know, it was another one I, I played around with it, I messed around with it, but I never really got into it too much. 
Gotcha. Yeah, I, I played it really early on, um, you know, on on a computer, uh, PC. Um, but, you know, of course, that la- would lead later into all the other, you know, iterations of that game. And I, I really re- remember really liking SimCity for the Super Nintendo because you could do, like, the Mario statue in town. And it was just different because you had some of the Nintendo components to it. But around... Uh, you know, those same years and stuff. Danielle, you had a really funny note on here about one of the first simulation games yeah. that you were into. So we need, we need to hear this one. Yeah. Um, the first simulation game that I pretty much had experience with, um, I did not understand at all. And um, I just looked it up. It was 1987 when that, when that game came out. And um, it was Laser Suit, Laser Suit Larry... Uh, the land of the lounge lizards. <laughs> I remember that game. Yeah, and my my friend's dad had it. So and um, we would go over to her house, and like they had a computer, and like nobody in the neighborhood had a computer. So like we would go over there and play all the games that they had, and like she had an older brother that was like four years older than us. So he kind of had the idea of what that was about. And all three of us would sit there and we would play this game. And I mean, it was, it was a simulation game, but I totally did not understand it because I was pretty naive. I mean, and you know, it was 1987. So. Yeah. You're pretty young at that time. Yeah, I remember it being like naughty, but I I didn't realize just like how funny that was. But um, like right around that time, our our school got a computer lab, and um, the the big ones like the big floppy disks that everybody were fighting over was Oregon Trail, which I think is a simulation game because yet again you like you're picking your own adventure and. Um, you know, you, it, it's never the same adventure twice. And then Winter Challenge, which is um, loosely based off of the Winter Olympics. So, like, you could do, like, the downward skiing and stuff like that. So, those are my two, like, real first simulations that, like, I'd be okay, you know, telling my mom. <laughs> you know, and that's funny, too, because I, I didn't even think to include Oregon Trail but yeah, Oregon Trail was cool. And then, you know, they came out with the even better versions too. Like I remember the first ones that I played, it was just like, oh, okay, pick what you do. And then, but it was all pretty much just text-based, but there were like little minimal graphics. And then it got to the point where you could actually go out and shoot like rabbits and bears yeah. and stuff. And it got pretty awesome. Yeah, I, I've, I've loved that. And I wish that they would bring that back. Um because I do think that it like it does, especially when in education, I feel like that brings up some like skills that kids lack today. So I, I, I wish that they would bring back like the old school Oregon Trail. So fun fact, you can actually buy a handheld version of it. That is the exact old school that we used to play. Yeah, I'm not buying that for all of my kids, though. <laughs> 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 I don't think that... Um, our tech department has that in the budget. <laughs> no, no, they do. The uh, you know what the funny thing is, uh, I was looking at this because I was curious to see how old that game really was. And this blew this blows my mind. Either of you know when that game was actually first developed? Nineteen eighty two. 
1971. Wow. Get out. 1971. No, I, no, I, no idea. I didn't realize um, it was that now. It was, uh, you know, obviously running on a computer that no one had. <laughs> but, right. But, uh, it, yeah, it, it grew to prominence, obviously, in the 80s. Um, but, uh, yeah, that, that blew my mind. No, but no, I think that's what that makes, makes this such an interesting topic um, is that, I didn't. Well, I didn't. Certainly didn't think that I would have included the Oregon Trail either. And if you think about it, that's exactly what you're doing. You're trying to simulate the experience of what it was like, you know, you know, moving across, you know, going west in the 1840s. Exactly. You know? Yeah. So that to me, that simulates an experience. And and, and you know, funny enough, so does Leader Suit Larry. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a little different. <laughs> It's it's a different kind of experience, but that but that's what makes it this such an, to me it's such an interesting topic. So I think you can have this really broad category for things that you know. Oh, it just has the word sim in the title, so it has to be a simulation game. Well, that's true, but then you have things like Oregon Trail and some of these other ones that we've already talked about. That yeah, they don't necessarily have sim in the title, but very easily could fit into at least uh, simulation or that could be an included genre. Um. Going back to some of the Sim games, though, some of these I know that we've all played or at least heard of. Uh, Sim Earth, Sim Ant, um, Sim Tower. Do any of these uh, ring a bell or resonate, Bobby, on those? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sim Ant, uh, I remember playing at, our, at one of our neighbor's houses on their PC. Um, I had no idea what the hell I was doing. I just knew I was a yellow ant, and I just thought that was <laughs> kind of funny because it made me think of the term piss ant. Um, <laughs> And aside from that, I, you know, I didn't really know what I was doing and, and it was, I know it came out on the SNES as well. And I'm pretty sure you could use a mouse, but I never played it for that. Um, but yeah, I mean, that, that game, um, I remember SimCity 2000 when that came out, Ryan, my brother had it for the computer and I tried to dabble with it, but I just didn't have the patience to lay down like the electrical lines and the sewer and all that crap. And I just, I just quit. Yeah, no, I, I, I completely agree. There was a certain point where I really liked the SimCity games, but then, yeah, no, 100%. Once it hit those points where you're having to lay the sewer and you're doing this or, you know, just anything where you have to include, like, some kind of mass transit and you basically have to blow up half your city because you didn't plan it right. Right. Um, yeah, I never cared for that. Or if you had disasters turned on, I always had the worst luck. Or if you ever tried to play it on mobile, like on a on a phone, it's absolutely awful, and I would not recommend it. Yeah, that that sounds like like actual SimCity. Yeah. Games? Ugh. Ugh. Yeah. No thanks. Yeah, it was awful. I know they had an app, or they still have an app called Build It or something. I don't know. I played it for a little bit, but it it's just one of those microtransaction type games, and I don't have time for those. Oh, so real quick, back to the the Oregon Trail. Um, there is, and I'm I'm pretty sure it's out for Android as well, but I know it's definitely out for iOS. There's a game called the Oregon Trail. Um, it's basically the Oregon Trail, but with zombies. <laughs> so you know, you should probably look into that. That's awesome. <laughs> um, the uh, one of the ones I I said here, Sim Tower, uh, and I, we'll we'll get into talking about this uh, in a little bit. Of the Sim Earth, Sim Ant, and the ones that were not Sim City games, Sim Tower is by far my favorite. And uh, the funny thing was, even it was a Maxis game, but it was not designed by Will Wright. Um, it was actually designed by 
and I can't remember it was um, a Japanese fellow, and I can't remember his name off the top of my head. Um, but to me, that was like the predecessor into something we'll be getting into um, with uh, the conversation with the Sims here with Danielle in a little bit. Um, but uh, Bobby, you played Sim Tower, didn't you, or no? No, no, I've never played Sim Tower. Danielle, I know you have, right? I did, yeah. Yeah. So the 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 one of the things I really liked about that was that you could actually, you know, you had to build condos and you had to put restaurants in there. And the neat thing was you had to keep people happy. And that was like one of the first times that they actually in that sim in that sim, you know, universe, if you will, went and tried to go off of the emotions of the people, which would basically burn itself right down into the Sims, because that's what a lot of that is. And Sim Tower really was like one of the first games to really, you know, kind of shine a spotlight on it, which is funny because it was not a Will Wright game. Um, so, yeah, that's a fun one. If you can ever abandon where it or whatever, it's uh, it's that's a fun game. It's pretty simple and straightforward. Yeah, I feel. Yeah, it really is. I mean, the whole thing is you're building a tower. I mean, <laughs> like when you like when you compare it to like Sim City, I think that like Sim Tower is. A lot easier to understand. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So that might be something to look into. I mean, that would even be good, probably for Peyton to play too. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Yeah. It's a it's a good one. It's it's one of those I I kind of wish would have. Uh, it's got kind of a little bit of a cult following still, but it it to my knowledge was never like recently re released on anything. So it's kind of fallen in that abandonware type status. Uh, I could be completely wrong, but. Um. The couple of these other ones, uh, Bobby, you and I have talked about this one several times over. Uh, Baseball Simulator 1000. I had to include it because, hell, the word simulator is in the damn title. Right. No, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. And, um, yeah, it's a baseball game. But, yeah, I mean, you know as well as I do, it's a simulation game. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's, you know, it's – and that's the thing with a lot of the baseball games. And what I what I really liked about another game that we've talked – a million times about uh, baseball stars Yes, is the statistical aspect of it where like when we played, when we started playing baseball games on the NES, you know, you would have statistics in a game, but it was preset statistics and it was basically a way for you to tell, Oh, this player is good. This player sucks. Um, but baseball stars and baseball simulator were really where you got, where you would have statistics updating in real time. Um, and it was, that was always something that added an extra layer to it for me, uh, because that was, that was one of my goals in each game was like, okay, well this guy, this guy's hitting, you know, 600. Let's see if we can get through the rest of this series at 600 or higher, or this guy's got 25 RBI. I want to leave this series with him over 30 something like that, you know, and it helped change the, the strategy that you would play the game with. Yeah, no, oh, no doubt. And I think um, it kind of rolls right into another one we've talked about several times over Tecmo Super Bowl, because um, it was very similar in the, in the setting that, yeah, it kept real-time statistics, um, not because it wasn't baseball, you didn't see it, right. but it, it did at halftime. And then, of course, at the end of the game, uh, you you had the and then you, and then the, the great thing was you had the like the leaderboards yes you know so it's like oh yeah I ran for 600 yards with Bo Jackson um, in this game let's see if I can you know keep that up in the next game oh absolutely and that was 
you know, that was something that it, it's funny you mentioned that too, because uh, my friend Mike Nakotra, he he got me hooked on this part where try to get every single offensive yard with quarterback Eagles and every single touchdown with quarterback Eagles. Oh, wow. And see if you could do that. Now, I, because I'm, you know, dumb, I want, I want to try and play with, you know, I want Heath, Heath Sherman or Keith Byers <laughs> to end up getting some yardage running. Sometimes I put Mike Quick in at running back, um, you know, or Freddie Barnett or Calvin Williams or, or anybody, you know, just to, and I put Keith Jackson out at wide receiver just so I could get him yardage it, receiving wise. And I would just do that. And I even do that today in 2K5. Um, which yes, I'm still playing freaking 2K5. Um, <laughs> like, I just won uh, the MVP with JP Lossman, who is one of my original draft picks from when I redrafted. And not only did he win the passing title, but Brian Westbrook got hurt in week like 12, and he was the leading rusher um, in the NFL. Well, I couldn't very well not win the rushing title. So, guess who won the rushing title as well? You got it, JP Lossman. <laughs> so. You know, maybe it's a little cheap, but you just figure out the ways to do it. And it, it adds that little kind of like before achievements were a thing. It was like personal little achievements you would set for yourself. Yeah. And it's no. all based on the statistics. Yep. No, 100 percent. And that, that's one thing I always loved. And I, it's, I always go back to those games because, you know, my affinity for Techno Super Bowl is, you know, been on for since the day it came out 30 years ago. So. Um, Sorry if you guys hear the uh, the scratching and and licking and slobbering in the background. That's not me. I assure you, it, it is Lily. <laughs> sure, uh, it is. <laughs> um, Danielle, you have a funny story here. Uh, we'll, we'll, let's talk about another kind of simulation game. Let's talk about a racing simulator. Oh yeah. You have to tell tell this story because this is a good one. Um. When I was in high school and like uh, me and Tom had just started dating, he got really um, big into Gran Turismo too. And he kept on talking about like, I, now I, I wouldn't play it. I would just sit there and watch him play. And um, he kept on talking about, he had this dream car that he wanted to you know, save up enough money so that he could get this dream car. So I thought it would be a nice thing. Um, like, him and his parents went on vacation for a week. So like I was working at the time and I was going to school and in my spare time, like I spent hours racing Subaru sports wagons <laughs> just to get like the money so that he could buy his dream car. Cause I figured what, you know, what a nice girlfriend I'm going to be. He's going to come back and he's going to have enough money for this. He never picked the game up again after he came back of course i literally spent hours hours playing this game just doing circles because i i wasn't very good at it so i would just do circles like on the easiest track and yeah yeah i still hold a grudge about it i don't blame you i would too i i know i know but you know speaking of that that reminds me you know there are so I initially came into this thinking, oh, no, man, I've never really played. I've never really played that much of uh, sim games. But, yeah, you know, I, I played Gran Turismo 2. I played, um, what's the other one? Sega GT, Sega GT 2000, 
um, for the for the Xbox or 2001, whatever the hell it was. Um, and then Forza for the 360 because I got Forza with some other game. I think it was um, thinking with Marvel Ultimate Alliance. And I, I poured hours into those and then games like Ace Combat, uh, Chuck Yeager's Air Combat for, for the PC back in the day. That was one of the first games I ever got for PC. Um, so I, I've actually had a little bit more experience than, than I thought with, with these simulation games. Yeah. One that, one that we didn't mention that's like a pretty big one and like there's been like a like a resurgence of it in, in the last couple of months is uh, Grand Theft Auto. Oh like, yes, that's like a huge simulation game, and like I've noticed, like um, me and Tom have sat sat down and watched um, some YouTubers that play it, and it's like completely different than when he really got into it. It's like a whole world where like people like legitimately play cops. You know, they have their roles, and okay. you know. They they have jobs. They have oh, to go. Oh yeah, with the online world. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's it's. There's a lot of a lot of role play in the GTA Online. I just get on that game every once in a while. I blow off Steam. <sighs> Who doesn't? But it's, but <laughs> like you know like funny. a lot of other simulation games, though, it's open ended. Like you make out of it what you want. You know, if you want to go and you want to, you know, just basically like follow the rules and try to get through as much of the storyline as you want, you can do that. But then if you want to go and get five stars on you and have like the police after you, you know, like you can do that too. What's funny is I, you know, I've, I bought grand theft auto five. I think I had it for, I had grand theft auto four. I had grand theft auto five um, for three sixty, And I think for Xbox one, and I've yet to play them. Really? Yeah, they've been out all this time. Actually, no, you know what? That's not true. Grand Theft Auto 4, I did start, and I played for a little bit, and I just stopped for whatever reason, and I've never picked it back up, and I've literally never played um, Grand Theft Auto 5. Wow. And, you know, it, along those same lines, like, I have um, Saints Row, because Saints Row is kind of like the the goofy, the goofball, like, superhero well, not superhero, but but like off the wall science fiction version of Grand Theft Auto, and I haven't played that either. Those are, and we've talked about this before. Those are really underrated too. Yeah. What are you doing, Bob? Come on. I'm playing NFL 2K5. <laughs> <laughs> That's it, man. I, I play NFL 2K5 and uh, Fire Emblem. And that's pretty much it. That's that's all I do. You know, and, and, uh, uh, I'll take a break for Pokemon games and and you know. I have no room to speak. I I pretty much just play Tetris ninety nine. So <laughs> he does. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I mean, there's. I'm sure if I look at my, you know, and it's it's reset, which makes me angry since I switched consoles. Um, since I swapped out my my original Switch for the the Mario Red one. Um, all my I think all my timers reset, so it doesn't show the like eight hundred hours that I dumped into into uh, Fire Emblem or or the like. Two million hours I dumped into Breath of the Wild. Um, <laughs> luckily, it doesn't show the probably five thousand hours I dumped into friggin' Pokemon trying to hatch a shiny Pokemon. But, <laughs> you know, um, but yeah, I mean, I, like I have these games and I really want to play them. But then my biggest thing is, you know, and you guys can relate to this. Uh, you know, Peyton always wants to be around and watch everything I do on a game console. 
And mm-hmm. he's starting to kind of get away from that. He's kind of now he's watching his YouTubers or he's playing his own games. And I'm having to yell at him to not play violent games, which I never thought I'd have to do. Um, but, you know, so the violent games for me have kind of taken a step back. Um, but, it, you know, it's still it's fun. It's fun. And I, I really need to get back. I need to get into it. Um, but my luck, I won't play another GTA game until GTA 6, which is probably not coming out for another 10 years. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, yeah. Daniel can certainly back me up on this. Whenever I touch those games, it's well after the kids are in bed. You know, yeah. I, I refuse to play anything that's any what remotely, you know, we'll we'll play Skyrim. I, it's funny. I will play that because, you know, uh, Danielle's uh, uh, stepdad plays that a lot too. the kids around. But for the most part, 95 percent of the game is just walking around. Yeah. You know, so it's not like it's just ultra so it's violent. Like, it's like Lord of the Rings. I exactly. was just going to say that. Exactly. <laughs> it's a game about walking. Yeah, exactly. Uh, well, it's, it's not wrong. It really is. You're just you're just wandering and traveling. So, yeah. <laughs> um, but but I mean that's that's kind of where the where the buck stops. I, I I try not to play too much of anything. Like I said, at this point, it's just a lot of Tetris ninety nine anyway. So um, now he will play that when the kids are awake, though. Well, you know <laughs> those poor block people that you're just annihilating. It's that's kind of like genocide, man. Yeah. He gets very animated, like when he gets like in first or second place, he gets very animated. Well, I just don't appreciate you committing genocide again. It's a genocide simulator. Tetris should be banned. Yeah, yeah it probably will be. Thanks a lot. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm then you take that seriously. <laughs> yeah, people will take. I, for 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 anyone listening, I I was just kidding. I'm going to use my calming voice now. Uh, that that was a joke. <laughs> this is why we can't have nice things. Nope. Yep, it's my fault. I, I blame me. I blame me. Um, uh, yes. All right. Let's. Uh, so let's head on some of these random games um, that we. You know, I, Bob, you mentioned. Uh, I had this as a note on mine that you'd like to play this one. I threw a note on here about this game called Car Builder. Uh, it was a Commodore game. Uh, from the early eighties and it was a car design simulator. So again, another type of simulation game. And I actually play, I, I, I was introduced into it when I was like in middle school, high school timeframe. And, um, you know, because, uh, the school I went to had the most up-to-date equipment. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the cool thing about it was is that you basically could design this car and you had to throw it in a wind tunnel and then it, it would give you like these aerodynamic like type statistics about it. Um, you know, and basically to show you the efficiency. And um, yeah, my whole goal was just to make the absolute worst car ever. Um, so that that was uh, that was a fun one. That's an abandonware type one. I, I certainly, if if you can figure out some way to play it, I recommend it. Uh, it's just so, a ridiculous. I was gonna say, didn't you just find a Commodore? No, we found the Amiga. Oh, yeah. I was gonna say if that if you could get that to work on that. Um, Let me ask you this. Did you ever try and make the Homer? No, no, I never did. kind of wish I would have now. See, I think there's a goal for us now is we got, we got to figure out a way to play this game and try and make the Homer and yeah. see how aerodynamic it is. No, and it's kind of wish I did. I, uh, you know, it's funny. I, that episode came out when we were in like, what? That was like one of the fir- first few seasons, wasn't it? Yeah, because the it was the big deal that they got Danny DeVito to, to voice. Uh, oh, that's right. Yeah, I don't know why that would have never crossed. Maybe I did. I just don't remember. Unky Herb. 
Funky Herb. That's right. <laughs> um, a couple of these others, Bob. You talked about Ace Combat and some of the fight, the flight games. Um, I, I threw a note on here about Flight Simulator, uh, Microsoft Flight Simulator. Um, I just played that on and off over the years. I haven't played it in such a long time, but those those are really cool. But man, they got really detailed. Oh yeah, it, it, it's almost like you legitimately are learning how to fly a plane. So it, you know, as somebody who sat in a cockpit and and who knows what. The majority of those those dials and levers and everything do. It's still a little bit too much for me. Yeah, a little too realistic. Daniel, did you ever play the flight simulator at all? I don't think that that would be safe for anybody. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll remind you that I drove my car into a ditch. So. This is true. Um, it came out of nowhere. I uh, uh, do that. I had a quick note on here. I've mentioned this game before, um, Extreme Warfare 9000, text-based wrestling simulator. Um, that the, the guy that developed this, I'm a huge fan of. Um, his later work, though, is really, really, really detailed. <laughs> um, he, he's the total extreme wrestling guy. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, his name's Adam Ryland. Uh, just really smart dude, but my goodness, you know, you really have to devote a lot of time into it and kind of know what you're doing to play these text-based simulators. I think the one I really like thing I really liked about the one from, you know, extreme Warfare 9,000 from 20 plus years ago was that it was easy. Yeah. It was, it was just, you know, there wasn't a whole lot of things you can do with it, but it was enough to keep you entertained and not enough to where it lost interest. Um, and I, I think there's a fine line with simulators and that, 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 that kind of thinking, um, one on here, though, Bobby and I, you and I both played, and we've talked about before, Baseball Mogul. You want to hit on this one a little bit? Oh, yeah, man. This game, this is fantastic. This, so, Baseball sim or base, yeah, baseball Simulator, look at me. Baseball <laughs> Mogul, um, I actually got a – it was a demo, but it actually – it was basically the full game. It just didn't have certain things in it, like pictures, or and it had um, – Oh, what did it have? It had some like messages about, hey, uh, buy the real game, you know, but I could play the entire thing and I got it free in a PC gamer mag. Um, came with demos of Worms 2, which became one of my favorite series, and uh, Crush Kill and Destroy 2, which was an, an RTS game. Um, but Baseball mogul, man. I passed it around to people. It was that game was fantastic. And it's still what's cool to me is even now, like you can go on and download versions of it from like a couple years ago for free from the actual company. They let you play the full version to get you hooked because they know that look, you're gonna get hooked on this game. You're going to, and you're gonna want it. So here you go. And then you can go back to the beginning of baseball and it has accurate rosters for every single team and it goes through the history of the game you can run drafts for every single year and it has the accurate drafts every single player that was in the league and up until whenever it came out you can run the drafts for every year prior and you'll have the right people in it so you know you can be biff tannen go back in time and start with like the 1970 phillies and build your team faster than they did and have a bunch of you know murderers row because you knew who to draft. Yeah, no, I, 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 I remember 
reading kind of like you. Uh, I saw in a magazine that this game was coming out, and I remember getting the demo, but then immediately like getting maybe the full game for Christmas. I don't, you know, it was one of those deals. Absolutely love it, and and it's one of those games that like, and I've mentioned this before that I thought it was so cool that like you could set like the ticket prices and the concession prices. And you had a whole other layer to it. You weren't just going after your players. You were going on the front office side, which was different than anything else at the time. Um, granted, you didn't have the cool, like, triple play graphics, but you had, like, this really neat, like, ability to just micromanage everything, um, which is just unique for the time. And it's it's amazing that it's still around um, just because I, I thought that was such a you know, small subset of players, but it's got a quite a big fan base. Um, so I, yeah, it's, I love that game. It's such a good game. I just, I, I just, I haven't played it in a long time, but that's a, such a fun one. Yeah. I think last time I played, it was last summer when I had COVID it, when I was starting to finally feel like I wasn't dying. I, uh, and I could sit up and do stuff. I couldn't really do much, but I could play a text-based game. I didn't want to hold a controller, but I could sit at my desk like a potato and, and, <laughs> <laughs> you know, move the mouse around a little bit. Um, so, but I, yeah, but I, I, so I have a season that's actually probably maybe halfway done. I really should probably get back to. Um, Danielle, before you get into The Sims, uh, I know there's another game you've played here over the last couple of years. You want to talk on that one? Uh, the other big one? Yeah. Uh, yeah, actually, you were talking about like setting the ticket prices and everything, and it reminded me of, um, the other game that I'm currently like addicted to, which is um, it's Planet Zoo, and basically you have to go in and you have to build your own zoo. And the basis of it is that, like the way that I play, um, you you're given like a budget and you have to like raise your own money, and then you have to like build the habitat for the animals. You've got to like really research what the animals like 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 what their um like natural habitat is do, do they like you know this kind of dirt do they like this kind of dirt do they like you know these kind of uh plants in there and then like once you get all that set up then you can like adopt animals off of um it's like an online thing and basically it's like breeding so you have to like try to breed your animals to the best capability that you can while having to take care of them and running this zoo. So like you have to go in and you have to put the, the prices of the concessions and the, uh, the um, emission and you have to make sure that like your people are happy. It's a lot like zoo tycoon. Um, it's just, it's a lot more in depth and, what was it about a year ago? I like begged Tom to upgrade my video card because my zoo is so big that like my gaming computer couldn't handle it. Like it would just get to a point and then it would crash. Oh no. Yes. It was when I added my lines. <laughs> so now like I, I kind of, I've, I've not built as fast. Um, I actually haven't played it in a little while because I've gotten stuck on another game. But, like, I, I do. I go back and forth. So, like, I'll get, like, 
the bug in me and then I'll sit there and literally he will have to peel me away because I'm like, no, I have to like build this lion enclosure. My lions are not happy, <laughs> you know, but I mean, it's really cool. And I would love to um, uh, like record going through my zoo because like you can do it like first person. Should we call you the lion queen? Um, probably not because I mean, the lions were the hardest ones to keep like happy. Gotcha. But like, yet again, like, like the, uh, like the Gran Turismo, uh, Gran Turismo 2, like I built Tom a penguin enclosure cause he loves penguins. And I like, I sat there for hours making this penguin enclosure. And then I finally showed him when I got my penguins and he was like, oh, cool. And then just walked upstairs. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Of course, yeah. Wait, so you you play a game that that I've always wanted to get into, but I I haven't um ever I haven't ever done it. But you, you were playing Tropico for a little bit, right? Yes, I did play Tropico. I totally forgot about Tropico. Yeah, Tropico is like um it's like Civilization, but it's based on like a uh, deserted island, and you have to like build your island up and. It in, instead of like civilization kind of takes it off of like real life and you're kind of um, having to decide like where your life is going, like your, your, your civilization is going like Tropico. It's like, basically you're this deserted Island and it's like, you can like go into tourism or you can go into like um, industry but yet again, you have to keep your people like happy. I haven't played that one in such a long time. We have a uh, version of it for the Switch, uh, Tropico Six. Yeah, I do have that. Yeah, yeah. You, I think you played it what last Christmas time, if I recall. Yes, 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 yes. That's that. Okay, I I do have that for the Switch, and that's the one that I played until my military started asking for roller coasters. And I was like, <laughs> this is getting to be too much like real life and I can't handle it right now. <laughs> like literally they asked for a roller coaster and yeah, like I liked it playing on the actual computer because I felt like, like on the switch, I felt like I was like limited to what I could do. Gotcha. If that makes sense. Yeah. Sure. I, I, totally, I haven't played that. Like I haven't played that since December. Yeah, because I remember you playing it when you were when you were down here. Yeah. And, and being like, oh man, Tropico on the Switch. Okay. Yeah, it's very frustrating. I don't know if I would recommend it. <laughs> well, good to know. Like the actual video game was like beyond fun. Like, yet again, it was one of those that like you it, it just sucks you in and like you could think that you're playing for 10 minutes and it's been like three hours. Yeah, it's it's one of those. It's, it, it has that civilization, you know, bite to it. Gotcha. Um, uh, Bobby, you uh, you mentioned one on here that man, this was such a good game, and I talk about simulation games that I don't really think it gets the the simulation tag put on it, but it, it's to me, it's kind of fits that genre really well. Is Animal Crossing? Oh God! So you simulate everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My my original um so I actually played the original American release of Animal Crossing back on the GameCube 
And it's actually, you know, back then it, it was cool. It wasn't as fleshed out. It wasn't as, you know, there wasn't as much stuff to do. But what I really liked about it, and this is going to sound really dumb, but there were two things. There were these things called gyroids that you could find. And you could dig them up and put them in your house. And they were like little robots that would, like, make weird motions and noises. Um, so I like trying to collect them. But you could actually... And they patched this out of... There's two different versions that came out for the GameCube. There's one version that was the original, and then there's an updated version. And the original version, you can actually dig up or buy or find um, NES games. So they put an NES emulator into Animal Crossing for the GameCube, and you could find like all these classic games. Um, you know, Mar Super Mario Brothers, Mario Brothers... Um, Metroid, Kid Icarus, Excite Bike, Punch Out, like all these games, the full game, Ice Climbers, you could find them all. And then you really could cool. set them up in your room and play them. Um, and then they took that out because, you know, why Why should we be able to have nice things? Um, <laughs> and then, you know, so I, after, so what was funny is that game is actually the reason that I ended up getting rid of my GameCube because my youngest sister, Chelsea, would always want to take it and play it. And it got to the point where she kept on taking it into her room and playing it. And my parents were like, you know what? Fine, we'll just buy it from you so that she can have it and play it. And so they bought my GameCube and all the games and everything, and I used the money to buy a PS2. Ah. <laughs> and then, um, you know, there, there were other iterations that came out since then. You know, there was... Um, Wide World, I think, was what it was called, or Wild World that came out for the DS. And then there was City Folk that came out for the Wii. And that was that was cool because it had a microphone and you could that was the first one where you could really go online and go visit your friends. Um, and then there was New Leaf for the 3DS. Now I skipped the DS version and I skipped the Wii version, but I did get back into it on the 3DS for a while. And it was pretty fun. Um, played a lot of it don't really remember much of it other than fishing for sharks. Uh, there was an island you could go to where the sharks hung out. So you would go to the island and then you would fish for sharks and then go back. Um, and then obviously, you know, the, the cultural phenomenon that was New Horizons for the Switch that came out. Uh, it's been out for over a year now. And I dug into that really hard at the beginning of, of COVID and played it for a while. And then after like probably three or four months, Actually, probably I think right around when I got COVID, I just I didn't have the energy to play it, and I stopped playing it, and I just haven't been back to it since. Yeah, I think that happened with a lot of people because we got into it really heavy too, and I think that it was like the perfect timing to put a game where you could go and like visit people, and like yeah. have some sort of like normalcy, but then like it's like you know. The repetition of it was what got me. Yeah, and, and that's what it was too. Like it actually, it became a part of my daily routine. Like when I would go to work, I would come home from work, I'd sit down, I'd log into Animal Crossing, I'd do my daily tasks, and then I'd go to sleep. Yeah, and it, it became part of my routine. And then it, it just kind of it got to the point where I was like, oh man, I'm really tired, but I really need to log in and do that. And then once it started becoming an obligation. I just lost my desire to play it. Yeah, totally. 
I agree. And you mentioned the other versions of it there too. I, I'd be remiss if I didn't say that um, Katie uh, actually got really big into Happy Home Designer, um, the 3DS. Um, there's a, a you know oh, the spinoff, yeah, 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 spinoff. Yeah, it was one of those games we picked up really, really cheap, and she really got into it. Yes, she did. Um, yeah, there was a um, along with that when that came out. I think it, there was a game that came out for the Wii U called Amiibo Festival. It was like a like a Mario Party ripoff, but you had to have all the stupid little uh, Animal Crossing Amiibo to play it. Oh, okay, huh? But what was what was the Happy Home Designer? I'll be honest with you, I've never played it. Um, I just assume that you design a home. Okay. Makes sense. <laughs> well, you know, oh, you know what we forgot too is it actually came out on on um, iOS and Android too. What Happy Home Designer? No, no, no. There was uh, there's an Animal Crossing. It's called like Animal Crossing Happy Camper or something. Oh, that's right. There is. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I I've never I never played that actually. It's po- Pocket Camp, right? Pocket, yeah, maybe it's called Pocket Camp. I I played with it for like a couple, maybe like a couple weeks or so, and then and then I just fell off of playing it. I gave my account to Peyton. <laughs> uh, here, real quick uh, before we jump into the the main event here, uh, Bob, you may have known on this one, uh, Goat Simulator, love it, <laughs> <laughs> love it. <laughs> the the first time I played it, the very first time, I don't think I've ever laughed for as long and as hard as I did playing a video game besides maybe the first time I played conquer um, or like the first time I saw the, the great mighty poo or something like, Let, you know, let's just, let's just say every time that you would play that game. I, I, fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. Because yeah, we've seen it several times where you were like doubled you, over and laughed. Yes. Nearly, nearly urinating on myself. <laughs> I was um, just about to say that. I was just but, about to say that. But um, to Goat Simulator, it's just, it's so bad, and it's intentionally bad. I mean, that's part of the, the charm of the game. Um, there's not, it's just, I don't even know what to say about it, honestly. But, I, you know, it, it's one of those games where you can go in and you just screw around, and it's, a, it's basically a big sandbox, and you're this janky goat. <laughs> and... It, you know, I, I can't really, I can't, me trying to describe it is not going to do it any kind of justice at all. You, if, if you're listening to this and you have not played it, so like the other two of you that are listening, if, uh, you know, if you haven't played it, you've got to try it. It's out on everything, literally everything. I'm pretty sure I can play it on my Amazon Kindle if I really want to. Um, and it might even be free for that. So there's no excuse to not try the game. And and just just do it and just screw around with it and have fun. Yeah, I bought that for PS4 uh, or whatever. Maybe yeah, I think it was. It was like five bucks. Yeah, or whatever it was. And it's it's ridiculous. You know, really ridiculous. But it's yeah, it's a it's a physics based simulator. Uh, but just take the physics completely out of it. Yeah. <laughs> it's but it's yeah, you're right. It's ridiculous. It's funny, but um, you know. I guess the unfortunate thing for it, you know, for me anyway, is yeah, it's cool to play a handful of times, but I, you know, after a while, the the goat charm wears off. So I don't think I've ever actually played it. <laughs> well, you know, yeah. the one, um, the one nice thing, or I guess I don't know if you want to call it a nice thing, but one of the things about the game that's that's good and that's kind of tried to keep it fresh 
is they've been kind of crossing it over with other games. Like, um, do you remember that game? Uh, what was it called? Payday, where you're you're robbing banks and you're like a four four person team and you have to rob banks. Yeah, I never played it, but I know what you're talking about. So they came out with a version of Goat Simulator that's mixed with Payday. <laughs> and so I don't know how it works, but I know, um, you know, I bought Peyton for his Switch, the the Goat of the Year edition of Goat Simulator. And it came with every single expansion. So there's like Goats in Space. There's a Goat. Um, it's like a fake MMORPG. Uh, there is a goat, there's goat zombies, um, goat payday, and like there's a bunch of different other versions of it, and it's all under the same thing. Um, so they've they've tried to spice it up and tried to add a little variety to it. But again, I, I haven't gone back and played any of it, but yeah, it. yeah, I haven't played that one in a while. Um, all right, Danielle, yes. we gotta, we have, we, we would have to, uh, Spend, a, spend some time here and talk about what, to me, arguably, is the world's most famous simulation game. Well, I mean, it's right there in the name. Go ahead. Okay. So, I've been um, playing The Sims since they first came out in uh, 2000. Um, I got it either, like, the month that it came out. I believe it was, like, it, as soon as it immediately came out. And I've played every game since then. So there's we're up to like the fourth generation of the game. And they're currently talking about the fifth one coming out. And I will probably end up buying that one. Um, I go through spurts where, um, kind of like what I said with the Planet Zoo, it, I'll get like super focused on it. And that like will just be all I think about all day. And then I'll get frustrated or I'll get bored with something. And then I just drop it and I'll drop it for like a couple of months until like a pack comes out and then I have to have the pack. So like right now I'm in the cycle where like I am absolutely obsessed and this is probably the most obsessed that I've been in a while. Cause I, um, they just put a farming pack out. So I like, I have a family that's like raising a farm and, you know, it's like basically like what I would do in real life if like I had a green thumb and, you know, like could actually do that. You know, like the, she, they, they've got, they've got a cow and they've got chickens and they have a llama and I mean, it's just, it's, it's crazy. Like yet again, like simulation games, I feel like, um, especially the Sims, it's very open-ended. There's no way that you can like win the game. There's no objective to win the game. It's how you play it. So um, like some people do legacies and that's currently what I'm doing right now is I'm trying to see how many like generations I can go through. Um, but I mean, like, yet again, there's people that like, you know, they like to, you know, kill as many Sims and, you know, different ways. And I mean, it's just, it's how you want to play. It's how you want to play. And um, they've been very like, since the first one came out, they've been very open towards modding. 
So it's very easy to mod the games. So if, if it's like, if the main game doesn't have what you want in it, it's so easy to go out and just like find custom content or like a mod that somebody's created. I mean, it's just, it's, it's like this whole world that like, I don't think that a lot of people see. I have like tons of custom content, tons of mods that make my game fun for me. But um, I truly believe that like I was born about 10 to 15 years too early because um, like I never talked about like me playing Sims because it was something that like people made fun of because it wasn't like, you know, like baseball games and football games and um, like shooter games. It's, it's a game where you're basically playing a person, you know? So like, I never came out and actually like talked about it, but now it's like you go on YouTube and there's people that are making like livings off of like recording themselves playing and talking about like what they're doing. And it's like, I would so love to do that. <laughs> but I mean, like they're all like 24, you know, and I'm sitting over here like also 24, but with some experience. <laughs> and, you know, it's, it's just amazing to me that like how far simulation games have come because like back in 2000, it was something that you didn't talk about, you know, and now people are building their careers around it. It's just mind blowing. The yeah. one thing that you mentioned um, with modifications to that game um, and, and you need to kind of, you know, pat yourself on the back. I remember when the Sims two came out, you were actually creating quite a bit of custom content and, um, yeah, I did. I did. And put it out there for upload or for download, excuse me. Um, and, you know, it was crazy because I remember you would throw something out there. And, and this was the the, the, the the crazy thing to me was that you were basically taking like real paint, for example, that you real colors of paint that you would find at uh, Home Depot and putting it out there. And then adding molding to it for 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 your walls. Yeah. And you were throwing that stuff out there, and the fact that and I, re I remember this distinctly, you know, you were like well over a hundred thousand downloads of that stuff. Oh, I was. Yeah, I I had like a little like area of the internet where like, you know, like people downloaded my walls and they played with it in their own games, and I mean that that's so like mind boggling. And I would totally do that now, but it's much harder <laughs> to do that in The Sims 4 because they have all different like levels of, of walls. So, but I mean, I, I just, I, I, I thoroughly enjoy it. I love going and looking for custom content. I mean, there's a ton of like really cool stuff out there that people have created. And as I said, there's people, I mean, there's people that make a living just off of making stuff for the game. Like they, they'll, they, they, they can only charge for like, I think it's like two weeks. Um, I think that that's like in um, their like uh, EA's like term of use or whatever. So they'll be able to like have an early access for like two weeks where you can go in and you can download things early. And um, I mean, people, people make money off of it. So as I said, like, it's like, it's this crazy, like little, 
like place on the internet that not a lot of people know unless you're into the Sims. That's awesome. That's that's really cool that you know you had that going. Well, I didn't get paid. I didn't get paid. Well, I no, just, no, but still, yeah. like the fact that you were able to to make something that people were so into, you know what I mean? Like that's that's oh, really yeah. cool. Oh, and I and I've sat here and I've tried to figure out how to do it for the current game. Um, but you know, it, it's one of those things that, you know, I guess, I guess as you get older, you, you know, forget things. Yeah. That's, that tends to happen once we get, once we get to, uh, well, not, you don't have to worry about it. Once you get to my advanced age, you're still a young spring chicken, right? Right, Tom? Yep. 24. Yeah. yeah. 24. 24. Yeah. Yep. Um, now this is, uh, this is a ton of fun. I, I you know, uh, like I said, I, it was kind of funny thinking about this concept of, of simulation games just after, you know, like I said, after we had all the fun doing, you know, we've done m multiple game episodes at this point, but this is one of those genres that I think is a lot more open than what people give it, you know, give it for. And I think it's one of those things that we can certainly, uh, uh, you know, we missed a lot, obviously. We could probably do 10 more episodes on, on different simulation games. These are just the ones that I, I came to my mind and obviously – uh, for both of you, um, Bobby, Danielle, Bobby, you got anything else you want to wrap up with here before we, you know, just one that we, we kind of forgot. And, and I'm pretty sure you played this too. Um, was I, and I know that it, it was on all of the versions of raw versus SmackDown, but I remember playing specifically on the PSP and I want to say it was, uh, raw versus SmackDown, like 2004, Four two thousand five, somewhere in that area, um, the the GM mode. Oh yes, oh yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I played those a ton. Yeah. So what was cool with that for for those of you who don't know, and and judging on how our ratings are for our wrestling episodes, I'm going to say a lot <laughs> of you. Um, <laughs> So you had to pick your wrestlers, you picked your show, either Raw or SmackDown, and then you were in charge of making the highest rated show you could get. Um, and so you would set up different different types of matches, you would sign different wrestlers, you would set up the storylines, you would put choose who the champion was, you would, you know, and all that kind of stuff. And it was just, it was a really fun little mode, and, and it actually, I played that more than I played the actual wrestling in it. I did too. I did too, because that was, that was... The, the the wrestling was you know still kind of the same not like it really hadn't changed much over the right. course of the last four or five years um, but that mode was like fresh and uh, yeah it made it really interesting so yeah completely agree on that uh, Danielle did you have any other sim simulation games you wanted to hit on or um none that I can think of but I just wanted to put it out there that. Um... I, like I was saying how there's a lot of people that think down on simulation games. Um, people that play simulation games are, I would consider gamers too. You know, you don't have to be sitting there and doing like, a, you know, action packed shooting, you know, call of duty type stuff to be a gamer. If that makes sense. I've logged a ton of hours, just like Bobby said, you know, I've, I would hate to see how many hours I've spent on just the Sims 
you know. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's and that's the thing. That's something that in in everything in music in you know in comic books in in just any kind of fandom you're gonna have the people that are always like oh well you're not really a fan or you're not really a gamer no nah, man if you play you play if you if you enjoy what it is and you do it then you're part of that fandom whether the other people like it or not there's no such you can't have gatekeepers that determine oh well you've only played three hours of super mario brothers but you've played a thousand hours of the sims you're not a real gamer or you don't play call of duty no man screw that that's that's exactly yep yep yeah it's a game um you know i i i i always found that same i completely agree i always found that argument really dumb it's like oh yeah just because you play something a certain something, like you said, Bobby, with going with it, with music or movies or those types of things. Um, yeah, it's a game. You're a gamer. We're all gamers, you know. And it's, uh, you know, a fun little world to be a part of. I right. totally agree. Well, Danielle, thank you so much for joining us. Oh no problem. I had fun. Yeah, thank you, Danielle. This was fun. I think uh, we'll have to do another one of these triumvirates again. I was I was gonna call Richie, but. Uh, I think we've abused him enough in the past couple weeks, so give yeah, him we'll, time to rest we'll, his voice. Yeah, we'll do it. Again. We'll have to get him on soon, again. But uh, yeah, now we'll uh, maybe one of these days we can have four people on. Ooh, a foursome. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll just see myself out. <laughs> well, uh, we've been the Noise Brigade. Bobby, you want to sign us off? Till next time. Keep it loud, keep it tight, bring the noise. <laughs>